Discussing Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Discussing Trek. Today, we are talking more Lower Decks as we review Lower Decks Episode 6, Terminal Provocations. Like always, I'm your host, Clarence, and I'm joined by my fellow co-hosts slash Trekkies. Starting with none other than the tech historian, Carrie Brown. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Happy to be back. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, glad to have you back on, sir. And also on the podcast, we have the Trek historian, Jonathan Shorts. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Just uh, preparing for what may be bad weather or may not. We don't know if it's going to blow over roofs or blow over lawn chairs, but I'm ready for it all the same. Yeah, yeah. A big hurricane coming our way. So we brace ourselves. Yes, sir. A, a, a burn, a, a cataclysmic event, one might say. <laughs> <laughs> Katrina, the sequel. Oh, please no. <laughs> How you doing, Cal? I'm doing pretty good. Glad to be here as always and looking forward to talking all things track literally tonight. Yeah, and guys, you can support the show by subscribing, leaving a review, or telling a friend. If you have a review idea, please send that along with anything else you want us to know to fans at DiscussingTrek.com or hit us up at DiscussingTrek on any of the social medias, as it were. News and updates. So we had the Star Trek Day this past September 8th, 2020, uh, which celebrates the release date of the original series first episode which in which it aired. And they had a bunch of panels slash some announcements on the Star Trek dot com website. And, you know, they kind of just took it as a day to celebrate, celebrate Trek. Uh, I mean, 24 hours of episodes running on Star Trek dot com free of charge. So, yeah, interesting stuff all around. But we did have several panels. Uh, of course, they cover pretty much all the shows. But there was some news and mainly uh, that came from the Star Trek Discovery panel, uh, which we also got a trailer, which leads to a lot of speculation. So I'm going to throw it to you guys. Have you seen the trailer, the first full trailer for Star Trek Discovery season three? Oh, yes, absolutely. Indeed. <laughs> Very good, sir. Very good. What are our thoughts? I thought it was good. I liked it. I guess I'll get that out of the way. I, I was just kind of confused. I didn't, I don't know why I didn't think there would be like people, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I guess it was a pleasant surprise. I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. What about you, Cal Jones? What did you think, man? I, I am excited. I thought it was a great trailer. I watched the panel and you know, you may get into that in a minute and which made me even more excited about it. There was nothing that I didn't like about the trailer. It set up mystery. I love the new logo. I love the idea behind the new logo because it validated my theories and I loved all, I like to be right. So <laughs> my theory became true whenever I watched the panel. So I love the new logo. I love where I think they're going with the show and I love the possibilities that I think are open by where they're going, I think, with the show. So that's it in a nutshell. All right. Well, let's get John's initial thoughts and then we'll come back to that logo thing you mentioned. John, what, do you, what did you think of the trailer, man? I'm very interested in what Kyle may think. Uh, but as far as the trailer, man, I love the trailer. Um, and again, so I have a theory and we'll get I guess we can <laughs> get into that a little bit, too. Well, I don't know. It's probably nothing with Cal's theory, but I'm a DS9 fan. So there's a particular part in that trailer as was the first trailer that really piqued my interest. So I really can't wait till they get into it. Cause I think I know what's going to happen. Okay. Well, first things first, let's talk about that logo. Uh, the logo is now, uh, has the, the words discovery much more prominent than Star Trek, which before, if you look at the original logo, it was like huge font Star Trek and little discovery at the bottom of it. So, um, Kyle, what are your thoughts or predictions on what this font may mean? You can you can uh, it, it, nothing's off limits from the panel. So just go for it. All right. So here. So here was my original theory that I came up with just from watching the trailer and then seeing the logo was whereas the uh, first two seasons was more about Star Trek and the name of the ship that they just happened to be on, which was named the, the Discovery. The switch from that to this is an established now Star Trek story 
But the way that they emphasize discovery, I think, is less about the ship now, but instead about discovering several different things, where they are, more about themselves, and maybe an idea of discovering what it means to be the Federation, what it means to be Starfleet. So that's my theory. And they kind of, in a way, they didn't go into that much detail, but they basically said we had a look for the logo for season one. We felt like in season two that it didn't really meet, and this is our new logo for series three. So that, those are my thoughts on the logo. Yeah, there's so many things you can say around that. For me, um, kind of, I guess, kind of piggybacking off of what you said, for me, it's just them letting go of having to adhere to all of the Star Trek rules and which they're still going to adhere to, but they're charting their own path now. And now they can firmly say, this is, this is our show. This is discovery. This is something different. This is, um, we're putting our mark in the sand as far as Star Trek concerned. Um, so that's what I mainly got for it. Although a lot of the things you said to do with how, um, the looks like this season is shaping up definitely plays into that as well. Uh, do any of you other guys have thoughts on the logo? I didn't even <laughs> notice it until you guys said it. So. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's discovery is very prominent now. Very yeah, I prominent. just Google it and I see it. And it's like, you want some Star Trek with your discovery? <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of something and I just can't really put my finger on it. It, I don't know. It something some another show or maybe a movie or I don't know. It just that font and the way it's written. It just kind of reminds me of something else. And I guess I'll figure it out before the week's out. But discovery a Star Trek story. <laughs> any any highlights from the trailer? And I'll go ahead and swing that to you, John, because you mentioned maybe some trillish things in the trailer that may have got you excited. Oh man! So uh, we did notice in the. Uh, first trailer we watched i guess that was a teaser yeah so yeah we did notice a trill presence and we threw out some random theories but they made that a little bit more prominent in this one and you see uh burnham floating in the trill pool which uh ds9 fans would have recognized that immediately that's the uh symbiont pool where they keep the unjoined symbionts and care for them and usually so there was an episode where Jadzia was having some problems with her symbiont and she had to go into that pool so that the symbionts in that pool could communicate with the one in her and kind of get things back in balance. Hmm. I don't see another reason of having to go in that pool unless you have a symbiont inside you. Yeah, I don't I don't know how I feel about Burnham getting the symbiote. It's just another instance of her being like. Um, the guy like character, which I love Burnham. So that's not a problem with me, but I can hear the complaints already. And, but it will work, especially with the timeline. I mean, we know that um, if you don't know, a trill symbiont goes from host to host at the end of one host's life, it's transferred into a new host and it lives out its life as the new host. So symbionts live hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Um, one of the oldest living symbionts is the Dax symbiont. And my theory is we're going to get some decks, maybe. Maybe. So I think you're on to something, Jonathan. I really do. I think you are on to something. But in the, the trailer, there is a trail that they do show in one of the scenes that I think is coming. This character is coming to series three or season three. I'm not quite so sure that she is going to be hosting a trill. I think what she may be doing instead is communicating in some way. Maybe in 900 years, there's a new way of communicating with them. I'd, I think that was maybe like a red herring to make us have the conversation we just did. But I, I do think you are onto something. Yeah, now, that Trill character you speak it, speak of is, um, well, recently Star Trek announced that they're going to have the first transgender and non-binary characters in Star Trek. They're going to be in Discovery. And one of them is, um, I want to find the actor's name. The character's name is Gray, 
is in, and this is like I'm reading from uh, space.com, an unjoined trill who is eager to fulfill his lifelong dream of being a trill host, but he will have to adapt when life takes an unexpected turn. So that 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 seems like it's going to be pretty interesting. And that uh, actor's name is Ian Alexander or Ian Alexander. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it, it should be interesting, man. Um, I'm, I'm all for that. But whether it's going to be Dax or not. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm voting that Michael gets Michael Burnham gets a symbiote. You think he's she's going to get the one that was supposed to go to this character, Gray, maybe. Or either Gray had one and something happened. So when when the host's life is in danger, the the symbiont takes priority over the host. So they will save the symbiont before they save the host. So if that particular trio had a symbiont and was dying or something like that, then they would have to transfer it to the next suitable person. Now, whether or not somewhat a species other than a trio could host a symbiont, I don't know. But it's just because she's in that. I don't see another reason why she would be in that pool. No, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. Uh, some things from the trailer that actually got me very excited was the joy on Burnham's face when she does this reading with her suit to see if there's any life. Of course, the whole reason they're coming 900 years in the future is because of the Karen entity data, which they had to carry to the future to to keep all life from being decimated. So it's a good moment in the tra- trailer when we get her utter, utter joy when she finds out there's life when she makes it to the future. So I thought all that was uh, I thought the scene when she realizes that is is pretty cool because you know i, I love uh uh snick martin green as an actor so we also have this event in the trailer called the burn and i've seen many 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 theories online so do you guys have any idea or theories on what the burn this cataclysmic event um that decimates the federation as we know it any ideas on what this is you know i was assuming when he said when I first heard that I was assuming like some kind of disaster naturally occurring, maybe like a supernova somewhere or a weapon gone away. And it may still be a weapon. But the fact that he says when she asked what was the burn and he says it's when the Federation took a hard left. Yep. Yep. So that means there were decisions made that caused the burn. Or it could have been in reaction to the burn. I don't. I guess it could be the one, but I see what you're saying. Definitely. Um, what are the theories you're hearing? So it's it's all online now, where people are thinking it has something to do with maybe experimentation of the omega particle. That would be so freaking awesome. So therefore, uh, Burnham makes the statement in the trailer: the Federation isn't just about ships. The Federation is its people. So if something happens and we see where Discovery crashes as soon as it enters the time stream, it crashes on the planet. So if there's something that prevents that has like the I don't know, <laughs> subspace out of balance, um, it could be the mega particles. But I was researching. There's a screen in uh, the trailer that has CME. And what does that stand for? It has something to do with a solar flare. It's like the after effects of a solar flare. I'm thinking that might have something to do with it as well. So I don't know, but I'm I'm ready for it because it sounds like it's going to be very interesting. And they did confirm that the Federation, it wasn't a political event. It wasn't an infighting. It was external. They didn't just like implode inward. Interesting. Interesting. Also, we got a good introduction to um, uh, David Ajala, who was, he was on the panel, but he talked. They talked about his character some. He seems like he's going to be the new Michael Burnham love interest. From what mm. I can tell. So move over. Need your album. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> no more Ash Tyler. Kukuma. <sighs> oh. <laughs> but yeah, yeah uh, go ahead. Yeah, he's gone now. I, I was like, yeah, they are in the future. She does need to find somebody new. Yeah, and then David Ajala is really cool. Just a just a uh, side note, probably completely off topic, uh, kind of, but I should have mentioned this when we were talking about the news. But I ran across a rumor, and I don't, I forget what site I was on, that there has been conversations with Will Smith to appear in Discovery at some point. Uh, I'm going to say that's false. <laughs> <laughs> what did you hear this at? It was a. I don't, I don't even want that, man. I don't even want that. <laughs> 
Nah, no, no, <laughs> no. I don't think they can afford Will Smith, to be honest. Uh, yeah, there we go. Like, man, if they can do Will Smith, I won't say Mayo. <laughs> you mean for like like movies or for like the TV show? Uh, so but uh, I can see it, him doing it, it for movies. Possibly, like, if it's it a movie, I can see him doing a movie. I can see him doing a movie, but like TV show, mm. Mm, yeah, yeah, not likely. Just a rumor, man. Just a rumor. Well, we're going to move along, but also uh, one quick other tidbit about Cleveland Booker. Uh, he has a huge cat named Grudge. Uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, that cat thank is you. massive, dude. Hands down, my, my, uh, I'm, I'm going to call it right now, my new favorite character. <laughs> right, Grudge, new favorite character. Oh, boy. Uh, there also was a Strange New Worlds panel. Not a lot really to get from that, uh, except they did say it's going to be modern character sensibility to classic episodic storytelling. So I think what they kind of explain with that is that they're going to go for the, um, you know, kind of the, 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 the classic episodic feel, but they're going to still have through lines that happen in a progressive uh, serialized type story that we have. So I'm, I'm thinking less like discovery and maybe a little bit more like DS nine because discovery does take it to the extreme <laughs> uh, versus what you get on the DS nine. So yeah, I'm, I'm ready for that. Yep. Oh, yeah. Two, uh, two things I took away from that panel. If I could, uh, they made a joke saying, if you look at it from, if you look at the cage as the original pilot, that this was the longest, this or this would be the longest pilot to series <laughs> in television here history, which I thought was really, really cool. Yeah, and I cool. liked hearing the writers and producers get really into what making the series meant to them. It was actually kind of emotional and they got emotional. So I thought that that just showed that there's a lot of heart going into this series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all good stuff there, man. I can't wait to see whenever we do get it. It's probably going to be 2022, if not longer. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for that, man. So let's go ahead and pivot into our review of Star Trek Lower Decks Terminal Provocations, which aired September the 10th, 2020. The lovable but awkward Ensign Fletcher makes work difficult for Mariner and Bulmer. Rutherford introduces Tendy to a holiday training program he created spoilers red alert all hands stand the battle station what gives you the right you cannot destroy an undemon at ease before you sprain something so before we even get into getting everybody's reviews um of the ep- or high level reviews episode i want to say this Kyle, I think you mentioned this, but I didn't realize um, what's his, the the uh, Bumler actor, uh, Jack Quaid. I didn't realize he was the same guy in um, The Boys. And now I can't really? unsee it. I can't unsee it. I can't it. unsee it now either. Yeah. Every time he talks in The Boys, I'm like, oh, man, that's Bumler. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so, so side note, and we'll pick up on this. Uh, Tomorrow, but did you notice anything in episode three? Of I haven't seen all of um, uh, all of uh, the boys. The boys, okay, never mind. So you need to watch episode three. Okay, just say hundred percent. All right, cool. So let's go around and just get everybody's high level view of this episode. And I will say we're going to take this one in a slightly different direction. I want to break it up into what we liked what we didn't like and what, how we want the series to go. But first let's just get a high level view of what everybody thought of the episode. And I will start. Um, I will say, I think I enjoyed it. It had, it had a lot of <laughs> it. No, no, seriously. It had a lot of things I really liked. Um, and I do like that in a way, introducing this new Fletcher guy gave Mariner and Baumler uh, the opportunity to shine. I think that's, that maybe was a point of the episode. And I really, I think that was long overdue. <laughs> what about you guys care? What about you, man? Okay. So I have kind of two things, I guess overall, I thought it was okay. I really liked Clippy, <laughs> AKA Badgie until he turned into like a murderous, um, whatever. He was cool up until he started like ripping people's heads off and stuff. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh my only other complaint, and it's kind of a complaint that I have with the show overall, is that 
I'm tired of there being two plots to every episode. Like, I wish they could focus on, like, one thing and just try to, like, put everything into that one thing. But I don't know. Is that typical to have, like, two subplots running at the same time? Um, That's typical of of Star Trek to have a A plot and a B plot. But usually the B plot is the moral of the A plot. So it's kind of like they... They're linked. Yeah, they're linked. Yeah. Um, I haven't noticed it a lot recently with with these episodes, uh, but mm, yeah, I don't, I can't see that even for this episode. I think it's just totally different stuff. Yeah, it was just like two completely different things happening at the same time. Um, as far as like the other plot with like the the trashers or the junkyard people or whatever they were, um, I don't know. The banter, like as far as like um her like going back and forth with the other chip like that was i guess that was sort of entertaining um the guy sitting behind her that was like let me blast him or whatever i i can't remember names but he got on my nerves overall i thought it was okay yeah uh i know what they were going for there and that's the only reason i think it's okay uh but we'll we'll get into it a little later but I, i think i know what they were trying to go for with that uh cal what about you man all right so i enjoyed it i've like I think I said last week, I've come to accept that this is not your Discovery, Picard, TNG. And knowing that, knowing what it is, I'm loving it for what it is because I don't think it's supposed to be cerebral. And I'm having fun with it. So I enjoyed it. So that's it in a nutshell. Cool. Oh, yeah. One more thing I wanted to add that I forgot about that Kyle kind of reminded me of. And this episode was busy. Like, there was a lot going on, but I found myself being bored at times, if that makes sense. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't. I mean, no, it it totally does, because I enjoyed it much more on my second watch. I think, uh, to to your point about it being busy, my first watch, I was just trying to understand everything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, maybe that was the (laughs) thing. And then it was over? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, John, what about you, man? Um... So I I got a bit from everybody here and I agree with Carrie. The uh, two plot lines are kind of giving me trouble. I like it's hard. It's hard. It's hard for me to tie into one before I get to another. But I mean, (laughs) (laughs) it is what it is, guys. I, I don't think it got much better from before. It didn't really get much worse. Uh, there is, I think it's just, I guess the best way I can say it's just a little messy. Yeah. Uh, but there are, there are parts in it that I did kind of chuckle at. So, I mean, that's a good thing. Um, I did like the whole salvage operation plot, although we could have got a little more into it. Uh, but I mean, overall, I think we're pretty much still where we were last week and the week before. Yeah. So, so I'd want to do here instead of doing like this, I guess we're going to do it in a way, still go through um, each of the points in the episode. But I want to kind of just go around and get everybody's likes. You know, we'll go around, Robin, just give me one like if you have one. If you don't, we'll keep it rolling. Uh, and I'll just since we with you, John, you, John, I just want to start. What did you like about the episode, if anything? Uh, so the one part, the one thing that I like probably the best is the I guess you could call it the growth between with Mariner and Boiler Um, the growth as characters and the growth of what I said a couple of weeks ago is their relationship blossoming into something a little more yes 100% so we'll we'll take that little tidbit right there and we'll pivot off of it a little bit Um, you know as much as I did not like Fletcher Cause, cause at first I thought Fletcher was going to be an awesome character, but he really just went flip mode on me for real. So as much as I didn't like how he turned out, I liked him at first. I really liked him at first, but what's more important about his character being in this episode is what you just said, John. And let me make my point here. I think that having other people be the super silly foils of the episode and having <laughs> Mariner and Bulmer be the voice of reason and and they could play with that. It doesn't have to be that way all the time, but I think they went through many to many lengths in this episode to 
say, uh, what did Bomber say, uh, Mariner say? Heck yeah, I'm Starfleet or something like that, you know? So I, I like them playing off of a third character, which is not really a main character, but they got to shine that way. And, and that, I think that's the right way to do it. Again, it doesn't always have to be like that, but it made me really like Bulmer and, and Mariner a lot more because they weren't just being the 100% silly all the time characters. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Mm. So um, let's just keep it going. Uh, let's go to you, Carrie. Yeah, so I'm like a techie. So, of course, uh, Badgie was my favorite part of the episode because it was just, it was just so <laughs> random. Like, it was so random. Like, when he popped up and he had that stupid grin on his face, I was like, I knew I, I knew what it was instantly. And then he was like, you seem to be doing blah. I can't even remember what he said. But he was like, can I help? And I was like, oh, my God, they did it. It, it made me wonder how many people would even get the, the reference there. Yeah, I oh, wonder how many people actually got it. I did not get it. What are we talking about? Microsoft oh, Word Clippy. Clippy, man. You know, like Clippy from like oh, Word 97. You start yeah, typing a letter, like you go, dear, dear, <laughs> oh, Jonathan, yeah. comma, yeah. enter, and then Clippy pops up. like, I see you're typing a letter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you change it to a dog and like uh, a water drop or something too? Yeah, they tried yep. to make it more relatable, but Clippy didn't survive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor Clippy. Yeah. So yeah, that part I really enjoyed. As short-lived as... To me, the enjoyable part was I, I like that. And I actually liked I just like what are the two characters names? I can't uh, remember. Tindy and Rutherford. Yeah, Tindy and Rutherford. I really like their chemistry. So like that part was good. I also like the part with Dr. Tana. Tiana. Like the part with her, even though it was like super, super short. I enjoyed that part, too, just because it was kind of random and wacky without being over the top. And I also like what you said earlier, the fact that. Uh, they use kind of Mariner and and Boimler as like straight straight men in this episode. Yeah, and they let like the cra- the craziness happen somewhere else because I mean they don't like it didn't seem like they were trying too hard in this episode and like that that part like looking back on it since you mentioned it that was a good positive that was a huge positive yeah here. like I did, I never felt like any of the normal cast was like trying too hard to be funny um so. Yeah, that part. Yeah, it, uh, that, yeah. It, it it really made Mariner and Bumler seem like competent officers. I mean, yeah. Mar- oh, this st- statement I was talking about with Mariner made earlier. She said, "I'm Starfleet as hell," and they went through the whole episode with them doing very Starfleet things throughout the rest of the episode. You know, and Fletcher made this uh, statement at the very beginning about um, th- there's a baseline of goodness in every everyone in Starfleet. Just little things like that, you know, that's not really throwing an Easter egg at me, really. But it's just like saying the stuff I want to hear. So I, I smiled a little bit when he said that. Like, oh, they trying to do it right now, you know. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, back to your uh, I, I want to make comment on your, your badgie statement. Um, badgie was freaking amazing. Um, <laughs> they definitely and, and, and anybody can chime in when I talk about this, but they played in on that trope of um holodeck stuff going bad you know there's examples in board there's examples that were voyager ds9 and tng holodeck stuff going bad and i I don't know if microsoft was 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 uh uh happy about this or mad about it but (laughs) i think it's freaking cool man that they had that a callback that wasn't trek related but it still worked i think and because it's the holodeck is because it is is why it worked so well to me yeah, and I think, you know, to piggyback off of what you just said, I think one of the reasons that makes it work is someone can watch that. And Jonathan, I think you said you didn't get the Clippy reference. You could not get the Clippy reference and still enjoy the story. And I think that was very, very smart. Yeah, um, well, I, I don't you know. know. I, I think if you didn't get that was Clippy, it would just seem very dumb. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree with you, Clarence. So now that I know what it is, I have a bit more appreciation for that plot uh but like watching it i was kind of like eh, okay <laughs> why why but you know yeah it, it was it was the holiday gone rogue trope with a spin on it you know okay but who's to say if all right you, uh carrie and clarence both of you are programmers who's to say if there wasn't really 
the technology of a holodeck that one and or both of you wouldn't want to create some type of holodeck program to run just for the heck of it and see what it could do. Yeah. Right? Yeah, true. Yeah. True. Yeah. Seemed like they threw something in there for the techies. At least that's what it felt like to me. But because, you know, he like the whole thing is like he bragged about like creating this program to simulate like the, the spacewalking. So like the whole thing just seemed super techy to me. And then Clippy pops out. So, yeah. A hundred percent. Kyle, go ahead. Did you have any other highlights? Did you want to? I like the fact that we got, and and I know we've been talking about not liking these subplots. I personally like them. I like having the other things going on because, because you do have the limited amount of time. I do like having those dual things, you know, interacting. I really liked having Tindy and Rutherford being more airtime in this episode. Um, I like the new scavenger people, but one other thing on Clippy, the gentleman that voiced that character is Jack McBrayer. And if you're a a fan of 30 Rock, then you'll recognize him from being on 30 Rock. So I have no idea. Have I ever seen 30 Rock? Maybe. Isn't that the Tina Fey show? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. He he was the guy that was the, um, the page, I think that was like been there for 50 years or something. Ah, hmm. Cool. Did you have any other highlights from the episode, sir? Uh, that was pretty much it. I, I liked what you said about Fletcher's character. I think he is the typical character where he comes in, he does something, he messes up something, and, and then he's gone, which I don't have a problem with because I think that was the purpose of this character. I really like the fact that you thought he was a cool character and then he wasn't as cool as what he came out to be at the end, which I thought was pretty cool character development for somebody that wasn't on there except for one episode. So I, I, those are kind of my highlights there. Yeah. And like Harry mentioned, he does like a really amazing thing about breaking up the fight between Mariner and um, Tiana at the very beginning of the episode. And everybody just thinks he's he's awesome at the very beginning. <laughs> like, oh, he he takes a dive in a very dark place. So I'll go through a few of my highlights. We've went over most of them, but uh, I just, again, thought the opening shot of the Cerritos in space in warp was freaking amazing. Uh, I, I come to like the animation more and more. And there you go, Carrie talking about the entire home discussion. Okay. That part was funny too. It was pretty funny because you know, although, I forgot about that, but yeah. yeah. Although I don't really like the fact that they're all referencing the ships that we all know and love, you know, I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine. Um, and particularly for me is because probably Four months ago, I I couldn't sleep for some reason. So I started going to sleep. So you go to YouTube and just search for um, ship quarters. And there's like a eight hour program that is just somebody's a picture of somebody's quarters on uh, maybe the Enterprise. And it's just like a constant ship hum uh, for like eight straight hours. And that's like what I went to sleep to for like several months. So are this you serious, yes. <laughs> and so this, you sir, are the new trick story. <laughs> <laughs> no, it works. He's the man. new trick. Uh, he's the new track sleep story. White noise, man. <laughs> yeah, white noise. This this was right up my alley. So I was like, yes, that's awesome. But for real, go search YouTube. You'll see like eight hour long videos of of what I just said. So I love that. Um, I I thought lieutenant shays the bajoran guy just reminds me of like a he acts as like wharf in a sense of being a tactical officer like you know blow things up first ask questions later so i like how he plays into that into that stereotype and basically i mean i think i love the whole main ship plot line with the uh bridge crew and was it silly yes but the reason i liked it it is because it played on the it played on the Starfleet um, again, like with Mariner and Bulmer, we mentioned uh, they're so Starfleet. So it played on the uh, the um, the the notion of a Starfleet officer always doing the right thing. And although this 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 junk guy is clearly a jerk that needs to be dealt with, they are letting their protocol get in way get in the way of. Uh, maybe having a bit of an easier time with that guy. 
So I, I love that it played on that trope of adhering to Starfleet to Starfleet principles, but, you know, having a very annoying time while doing so. So I really like that. And they introduced a new um, species, too. So oh, that's, that's cool. a new species? Yes, the Drukmani. The Drukmani. Speaking of alien races, uh, Fletch, Fletcher uh, mentions to Bulmer or mentions Bulmer having a run in at Starfleet Academy with some Nausicans. And if you know very much from uh, John Luke Picard's incident where he got stabbed through the heart, I think that run in was with a Nausicaan as well. So that was a callback to that, which I thought was pretty cool. And what else did I like? Um, uh, as Carrie mentioned, I like the whole Tindy Rutherford thing. I thought that was good. They're destined to be together. They're the right amount of quirky for each other. So they're <laughs> they're all they're made for each other. So I I love everything to do with that. And I do like how she kind of skated on her um, spacewalk in Starfleet. She kind of just didn't do it. <laughs> so I, I like seemed like that reminds me of something else that happened in Star Trek somewhere of somebody not completing something. Anyway, I'll think of it later. But yeah, I thought that whole storyline was was pretty good. One thing I didn't quite understand, and I'll maybe you cool cats out there listening know what the heck they were talking about. Is choo choo dance a thing? God, I hope not. <laughs> I'm I like, thought they were just par- parodying like cha cha or something. The 69, I was thinking of the sixty nine boys. What's the, don't they got a train song? <laughs> oh, the no, that's Quad City DJs, isn't it? I thought that was. Uh, sixty nine. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that's all. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure there's quite a CD DJ. Okay. Okay. Cool. I don't. I don't know my music, but but yeah. Um, all of that was interesting, but weird. I don't. I don't think I've known any party in Star Trek that's gotten really wild, other than the um party on season one of Discovery where they blast on Wyclef John. Um, other than that, I don't think any. Star Trek party that I know of has is, is really been as hyped as the party we've seen on on the Cerritos here. So, uh, Jed Zia's Bachelorette party on DS9. Mm, man, I do she not remember stripper, that. Stripper, flame juggler, Hawaiian guy. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Everybody was drunk and Worf walks in with her dancing with him. Oh, Jed Zia. Yeah, I think they wake up in the morning and everybody's like passed out on her couch and uh Odo and Kira's in the closet talking from the night before. It was a wild party. Oh, oh man, you remind me. They talked about uh Rene Ajawonwa on the on the panel as well. It was kinda yeah. It was that was a sad moment as well. Uh yeah, we, we, let's move on to the dislikes, but uh, a few more things I thought were really cool also was the they took the notion of spacing somebody or spacing something, sending out the airlock. They kind of spent it on his head a little bit to where when they spaced this thing, it went to the other ship and basically destroyed it. That thing kind of reminded me of Control a little bit as well, but I did like that. And I like the fact that the the guy, uh, Fletcher, even though he messed up royally, he got transferred to, to Riker's ship, the Titan. So uh, that was cool. All right. Well, let's <laughs> uh, that's that's the good. That's the highlights. What do we don't like about the episode, guys? And I'm start with the with John. What what got on your nerves, man? Oh God, I don't know. Uh. <laughs> go, go for it, man. We've gave forgiven farewell. Like, still, I, and maybe it's just me because I'm just it's just not my type of animated media. I just I just don't get it. You know what I mean? There's things. For instance, the whole choo-choo dance thing, like they're all good. <laughs> like, could we have not made that just a little bit more to it than, I don't know, like the birthday party of some, I, I don't know. I mean, that, that was just over the top silly to me. It was, it was a ship event. They exactly. Had- Let's not, can we not just like make it something, and I, just, I just didn't get it. Or at least, at least reference something that we could actually relate to. Yeah, I don't know. I you think, know, yeah, could have not been the cha-cha slide. Hey, they're having a classic night, uh, two thousand two cha-cha shuffle. slide party. <laughs> yeah, 
You know what I mean? Like, like what's so important about this choo-choo dance that everybody wants to go to? Can we get a backstory to it at least? Three choos, man. Um, Three choos. <laughs> so, I mean, that that was one part. Uh, this whole salvage operation, I had very high hopes for it. Um, I think what would have made it better if the salvage operation, we were salvaging something more important. Yeah, so I did a search on the NCC 502. And as you said in a previous episode, the only thing that came up on Memory Alpha was the reference to Lord X. <laughs> <laughs> that gets on my nerves, so, man. They, uh, yeah. oh, real quick, real quick. They got me the same way with the uh, Starbase 80. Like, yeah. I looked it up and it was just Lord X. I'm like, what? Why? why? <laughs> <laughs> like, they, they could have said that we we're going to send you to work on Quark's bar or something and that, that would have made it better you know what i mean yeah. i just the the thing i get that gets me on this show and i i try my best to just take it as it is but as it is it's not much so there's a lot of things we could have they could have done to just make it a little more interesting kind of make you focus a little more on the plot than to just look at it so uh, yeah. uh the the choo-choo dance was one. The salvage operation could have been a lot better if they had made it a bit more important on what they were salvaging. Uh, the holodeck episode, I did like that. Uh, I'm not as much of a tech person as you and Carrie are, but I did appreciate that. And, you know, we get an episode. Gosh, what ship was that on? It may have been on Voyager. Yeah, on Voyager when... Uh, Tom Paris were trying to write a holodeck episode and the amount of work went into it. So I did appreciate that he coded that simulation. So that was pretty good. But again, the Clippy thing, that was one of my biggest complaints until you guys made me think about what they were referencing. Because my first thought was, man, really, is that the best we could do? (laughs) Yeah, it was a deep cut, man, I have to admit. So, I I mean, I could go on and on, but I'll let you guys go a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Carrie, did you have anything? Any any gripes? Well, yeah, I kind of stated them, kind of. I, I, I guess my biggest gripe was, like, just the whole... I thought they were kind of getting away from that, just that gallows humor as far as, like, the violent stuff. And I just feel like at that part, like, Clippy ripping somebody's head off. I feel like that was just a little bit over the top. Um, yeah. But other than that, like it was, it was, it was pretty funny. Like the whole Clippy thing. Um, other than that, like, like I said, my only other complaint, I guess, would be that they had three plots going on at once, and I just felt like that was. I, I originally thought it was two because I kind of assumed that the um, uh, I can't remember their dang names. I kind of assumed the Mariner and um Boomer. salvage Boomer. plot was kind of like. They were loosely related. Yeah, at the end. Um, there. Yeah, those were so like that was okay, but like it was it was just a lot to keep up with. Um, but at the same time, you know, at least those two kind of tied in at the end. Um, but I do. I'm not. I'm never gonna. I guess in the in the um long run, I'm never gonna complain about more Tindy Rutherford time. So yeah. But I just wish that they could like not. I don't. I'm okay with them doing more than one plot i just wish they could tie them all together in a little neat bow at the end um it it just felt a little disjointed to me at the end but um other than that i didn't really have a problem with the choo-choo thing because i mean it they didn't really focus on it so i mean it was kind of it was kind of a plot device but yeah. i mean it's not something they spent a whole lot of time on um they kind of reference it but um i don't know yeah, and I, was, I, I I would at least like the plots to be somewhat interrelated. Um, and I think usually on Star Trek, you only have like two plots. You know, at most you have two. From what I what I what I remember of the serial the uh, episodic storytelling, usually it's, it's two plots. You know, um, but three may be a bit much for thirty minutes or twenty four minutes. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the other thing. Like if this show was an hour long, the two plots wouldn't probably wouldn't bother me as much. But like you just said, I didn't even think about that. Like it's a half hour. So, yeah. And that that's another one of my complaints about this show is I don't it, think they I need mean, to make it longer, though. I mean, no, I they think don't need to make it fine. They don't need to make it longer, but I think they need someone need to tell the writers, hey, don't focus on your time as much like 
everything feels rushed and slapped on, if that makes any sense. Like, they're like, let's try to get as much as we can in this in 30 minutes. Yeah, I mean, they're going to make it fast-paced because it's a cartoon, but I see what you're saying. Yeah, I don't have a problem with it being fast-paced. I just wish there was a little... It was a little easier to kind of focus on, like, the main ideas of the episode. Because, you know, like, to me, like, when I watch Star Trek, and I'm not like you guys... I don't have this encyclopedic knowledge of Star Trek, but usually when I watch a Star Trek episode, even the funny ones, at the end, I feel like it's kind of sending some sort of message or yeah. like there's some sort of moral to the story. Like in in I know somebody's like, Carrie, this is a comedy. They even do it in comedies like this is an extreme example of like Boondocks. Boondocks is an hilarious show. But they also there's usually a moral at the end, like you can do comedy with, you know, and send a message at the same time. And I feel like at the end of this, there's not really there's not really a message. Yeah, that's that's a hard thing for a writing team. I I think that goes back to what John said about the writing. Uh, It's just not easy to do. Um, So, oh, yeah. And you know what this reminds me of? I spoke I talked about Family Guy on the last one. Uh, but Family Guy does it pretty well. Like they usually have a main plot they're going around. But you know, there's those episodes, and if you don't watch it, you may not know when Peter all of a sudden his chicken runs out, and there's Peter and his chicken <laughs> fighting for like <laughs> chicken minutes. fights are the best, dude. What are you talking about? No, that, that, that's my point. Like it's absolutely no rhyme or reason. We don't, you know, it's just it's just out of the blue. It doesn't make sense with the story. But at the same time, they don't put spend a whole lot in it like the story is still the story and then they throw in this randomness and it makes you laugh well this entire episode and other episodes feels like that chicken fight like it's just it's it's no rhyme or reason of how they're putting things together it's just like throwing it in and say hey this will be funny let's see I feel like that first episode was probably a little random but I feel like it's gotten a little better than that um Chicken fight random, I feel like that's maybe a little much, but it it definitely could use some time together. Is I guess all I was trying to say. Yeah. So so uh, Kyle, let's go ahead and, and see if you have any gripes, and we'll kind of wrap this thing up. Yeah, uh, I don't have any gripes. I know it sounds like I'm just being positive for the sake of positive, but I really don't have any gripes with this. I accepted it after about the third week. And I know I've said this before as being what it is. And I'm just enjoying it for what it is. So no gripes for me. All right. For me, like, what do I hope to see? Um, I hope to see more Boimler and Boimler and Mariner development. I really think they took a huge step in this episode to start to feel more Starfleet as they iterated many times in this episode. Uh, Fletch. So, yeah, I, I loved seeing them not be the foil or be the, the butt of the joke, but actually try to resolve someone else's zaniness and craziness. So more of that. I'm down because because it was cool seeing Bungler, um Oh, you can't you can't uh, pull that. You can't have that power coupling. They're going to notice it by two percent drop dropping shield harmonics or whatever he said you know i love seeing that for bombler that's awesome i want more of that because that's like the geek nerdy stuff i love and mariner taking charge as well um you know saying uh trying to give explanations on how we can uh resolve this problem from both of those characters i thought it was really really great opportunity for them and character development all right so this is going a little dark but bear with me here I wouldn't mind seeing this take a hard left, as they said in the Discovery trailer, and have an episode that has no comedy, that has some type of tragic event. And I would even give up one of the characters to, or have something bad happen to one of the characters so that you did, as an audience, realize how much you've come to like these characters without even really knowing it. And maybe the idea of thinking that the character is going away, that makes it be like, oh, well, we really do like these characters. So maybe a hard left with a serious episode that just comes out of left field. I think that would be very interesting to see. Uh, that's a good observation because I, honestly, I think if we got a serious episode now, we would all freak out. 
what the heck, man? <laughs> well, I kinda, and I, I kind of agree with that. That's, I mean, that's a great point. Like a little seriousness would make this a lot better. Not even a serious episode, just maybe one of the plot lines a bit more serious would make it a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. Again, like I know we keep mentioning Orville, mentioning Orville, but Orville does it with a delicate scalpel. You know, they weave in the comedy, whereas I feel like, you know, this show, at least in the beginning, they just tried to hammer it over your head. You know, they. so I don't know. I think I think they're moving in the right direction. What? Four more episodes left. Um, So we'll see where they actually go with that. Um, But yeah, that's it, guys. And let's go around the horn real quick and give give a rating one out of five. Let's start with you, care. What's your rating? One out of five, sir. Uh, I think I'm still at three. <laughs> three. OK. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm I'm you know, the more I think about this episode, the more I like it. But I still feel like and I, I feel like they're missing a huge opportunity here. Because in the vein of a show like Family Guy, where they always have all these guest voice actors on, some of them even playing themselves, I feel like they're missing a huge opportunity not bringing Star Trek alums into this show for like episodes. Like th- that's they're missing a huge opportunity there. So I'm still at three. Yeah, and and before I throw it to John, I think it almost might be too silly to bring them in. I think they may have hurt themselves a little bit by being too silly is going to be that's what would make it so great i know it, it I would know. show that they're really not taking star trek to like because the whole to me the whole object of this show is to show that we can how we can laugh at star trek we don't take our tales sales too seriously then throw throw somebody else in there shoot throw the doctor from voyage in there oh he like, would be great. Like, something like that you could you could riff off that for an entire episode and it well, would be great. it's not like jean-luc picard hasn't been uh cartoonized in American dad per se. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I mean, and even in the extreme case, like you could bring somebody in like Tuva just to add that seriousness you're looking for to kind of play off of that. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's trying to be very, very Starfleet and serious and he's having to deal with, sort of like he did in that training program when he was training the basically lower decks of the yeah. of Voyager. You know, yeah. bring him in to maybe boost the lower dicks uh, training or aptitude. You know what I mean? That would be even a good thing. To do. Oh, he would. And the he reference was, I always go back to is the the um the Klingon guy that they escorted to the planet. If that would have been Worf, that episode would have been like a hundred times funnier. Yeah. If that would have been worth getting drunk and throwing up and stuff, like oh my god, it would have been so funny. But I know that's probably sacrilegious, so don't kill me, <laughs> Star Trek people. <laughs> Oh man, um, John, what's your rating, dude? Uh, <clears throat> so I'm I'm gonna stick at my one point five. Uh, I'm I'm really trying to get this. I, my favorite episode so far is the one where they have to deliver the diamond or whatever stone to the people on the second contact, and they brought the wood instead. I mean that <laughs> that was pretty good, and I thought we were heading in a great direction. Uh, but it seems like we kind of went backwards, in my opinion, from that. So uh, 1.5, and I just give them credit for the character development of Mariner and Bo- Boiler in this episode. Boimler. I, I can't say his name right. Boimler. 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 <laughs> I'm going to give it, you know what, I'm going to give it a 3.5. It's... Um, you know, there there is trajectory that it could go up, and and I'm sitting here thinking about all these people that they could make appear in cartoon form. I just think that would be great. So for that alone, I'm going to give it a 3.5 because I think that would shoot it up drastically if you added some of those people. So 3.5 for me. I too will give it a 3.5. You know, decent, but always as always hoping for better. I want to give it that five, man. I don't know if it's going to happen this season. I don't know. <laughs> Have we even gotten the fours yet? I don't know if we got in the fours. I'm, I don't think I've given anything above a four yet. So I remain hopeful. I remain hopeful. That's all I got to say. Oh, boy. So say we all. All right, guys. Well, let's go around the horn and see what everybody has been working on. Podcast related or otherwise could be what you're watching, what you're listening to. Let's start with you, Care. 
Okay. This isn't necessarily something I'm watching or listening to, but three days from now, NVIDIA will release their three, their 30 series GPUs um, with huge gains over the 2080 and 2080 Ti. Um, so the reviews hit Wednesday. If you're looking for a GPU, the prices of the, well, the 3080 is actually going to be priced okay. Um, and then the 3070 comes out next month. But check Wednesday, check out your YouTubes for the reviews. It's going to be awesome. Wow, that's this Wednesday? Wow. Was that okay? Is that, is that, is that, no, that, right? that, def- that definitely counts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, man. John, what's been going on with you, man? Um, not much, man. Same old, same old, working, working out. Uh, the little time I have free, of course, I'm watching Trick uh, as always. And I started a new series I mentioned last week. Uh, watched a couple of more episodes of the Netflix series Away. Uh, and I have to tell you, this is a very, very good show. Uh, basically about the human's first mission to Mars. Uh, and there's a lot in the first two episodes, there are a lot of great, as you say, Clarence, fist punch in the air moments, feel good moments. Uh, the the soundtrack to the show is amazing. Uh, so I just advise anybody out there, if you're into space travel and, you know, have hopes for our future of traveling, this, traveling the stars, then this is definitely a show you should watch. Awesome, man. Are you making me want to sign back up for Netflix, man? I might have to do it. Go for it, man. Go for it. And uh, Cal Jones, what about you, man? I I will add, since we've been talking about space comedies, if you like space comedies in audio format, I encourage you to check out the Oz9 podcast. It's oz-9.com which I was on this week's episode, season three, episode five. So Oz9 at Oz-9.com. Yeah, man. Way to bring the episode to a close. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. um, For me, I'm just going to keep saying, if you have not heard the Relativity podcast, we are upon the last, the final two episodes. Um, So, yeah, um, the the next to last episode is it penultimate? Yeah, there you go. Episode came out um, this past month. Well, today actually, and the the last episode um, is gonna come out next week. So, oh man, so sad about that. But hey, definitely check it out. It's a great audio serial for your ears and minds, like I always say. And you can find it out more about that out at relativitypodcast.com or search for relativity in any of your audio uh, pod podcatchers that that are available. Also, I said for me, I've been watching Raised by Wolves on HBO Max. Love it. Yeah, it's pretty good, but kind of weird. But I like weird. it. I like yep. it. I like it. So, yeah, definitely check that out if you have HBO Max. And also I watched the um, is it called the Flashpoint conundrum that's not the right thing the animated flashpoint movie is also on hbo max uh and that, that was pretty good as well I had never seen that so so yeah yeah that's it for me and guys if you're listening what 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 do you think about lower deck so far i really want feedback from you the listener if you made it this far into the show uh as always at discussing trek on any and all social medias or fans at discussing for any other feedback That's all we have tonight, guys. And until next time, live longer, prosper. Thanks for listening to the Discussing Trek podcast. For more information, go to DiscussingTrek.com slash subscribe.
Climb aboard the perilous journey of one man attempting to reach a distant world and the woman on Earth who battles endlessly to keep him alive. Mission Control, was that sound what I think it was? We're not sure yet, but we know it can't be good. Join the thousands of science fiction adventure fans who have discovered Relativity at RelativityPodcast.com. Relativity? Discussing that word.